0: Welcome back to What Moves You with Jessie. We're back on the topic of having more freedom around difficult people and difficult conversations. A part two to last week. My mom, retired marriage and family therapist Cheryl Douglas, and I wanted to share some strategies that could help you. What a relief. (laughs) Let's listen in.
1: Hi, Mom. Hi, Jess. How's it going? Funny. Yes. Having fun. You're having fun? Yeah. Just yeah. having fun. Just having fun for whatever reason. Just even talking to you, looking looking forward to what the heck we're going to talk about. It's fun. That's good. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. <clears throat> so we are continuing last week's conversation around difficult people. And the thing that occurred to me to share is um, kind of expanding on the idea of, of um, there are never any difficult people. There's only difficult thinking. Right. So I, I have a couple of ideas that, that will flush out. But the first thing that came to me is I would love to share my experience of in a, in my past lives of working with folks working you know working in a more typical job situation. Yeah. When I first started to really see this perspective of there's no difficult people, there's only difficult thinking. Right. <clears throat> so. Um right off the bat I'll just jump right into it. Right off the bat when I heard that and not just in my intellect but I actually heard that. Yeah. You know, that because again it's all comes down to how do we free ourselves of 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 you know experiences that f- make us feel like shit, essentially. Yes. Right? Yes. That's, that's the whole point of this. Right. Is to not start, you know, condoning people's behavior and thinking that everybody is a falala angel, you know, and, yes. and we're going to walk around excusing everybody for what they do because, right. no, no, that is not what we're talking about.
1: yeah we're human.
0: We're human.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The point is, is how do we get to feeling at home in ourselves, feeling more peaceful, more consistently, so we can hear from our insides more clearly how we can take care of ourselves. Right. Even in the midst of a very difficult person. Right. So um, when I first heard this on a deep level, I felt free because I thought, okay, I'm not taking away, I'm not taking away the fact that this person, you know, tends to treat me the way they do, which was, you know, uh, not the best. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to excuse them for what they do or how they act. It's all about how do I get to a place of conti- being able to be myself again? Because, you know, working with folks that, you know, working with folks that kind of make you feel on the defense all the time, right. you start to feel like you lose yourself because you're always in right. reactivity, right? Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. You lose yourself. You lose your sense of well-being, giving up yourself because it wouldn't be appropriate to come out and pull the carpet from under their feet. But right. You you just lose your sense of well-being. Yes. And Mm -hmm. when
0: we lose our sense of well-being, that's when it's like, you know, if you think of Um, our kind of like inner GPS system inside, you know, and we have that really kind of deep instinct of, I think I need to give this person space or I need to take space to take care of myself for a moment.
1: Right.
0: You know, like this, you know, this meeting is getting really hairy. I'm starting to get really wound up in myself. Let Mm -hmm. me go take a bathroom break, you know,
1: Right.
0: When we have a clear channel of our GPS system inside to hear those things, it's ex- it's very helpful. But when you when you feel like you're constantly on the defense and taking things personally and and being really vigilant of how this difficult person is going to act or treat you today, that channel gets a little fuzzy.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely and you walk on eggs. There's nothing worse than feeling like walking on eggs, uh, you, you don't feel grounded at all. At least that's my experience for me. Don't me feel grounded. So that's that's the whole thing for me. It's how, how do I keep my feet on the ground, feel really grounded, and and be with that kind of person. Because there's nothing that bugs me more. It's kind of like being in fear. And it just, there's nothing that bugs me more. It's probably really when it's it's a if I had a picture of the bug, it would be a great big ladybug. Not no, not ladybug, potato bug. Those big brown, ugly things. So if nothing that bugs me more. Was to, is to not feel grounded and, and, uh, be, be off my feet in some ways. Yes. So that I always want to work back to myself to, uh, see what's going on. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I think last week we touched on that a little bit of when you start to get, gain some perspective about yourself. Right. About, um. You know when you are in a crappy state of mind, just right. like you said that fabulous thing that you did when you were when you were when you were working. Um, that you would come in and announce, what what mm-hmm. was what was the thing you would say to the people you were working with?
1: I'd say I'm feeling like crap today, and it has nothing to do with any of you. It's all my stuff. Yes. And how, you know,
0: that was, you know, kind of building on that of, you know, when you are, when you're aware of that in yourself, in the way that you were going into that office, it's so freeing for yourself, even because you, you know, it's just like you, you're aware, like, oh, okay, I'm, mm. I'm really having a very human day and it's, there's a lot of stuff going through my head, you know, had a, whatever it was, had a fight with my husband or my kid was being difficult or it was running late and there was traffic. Uh So I'm all kicked up. Okay, everybody, just so you're aware, it's not you, it's me. Right. Having that awareness of yourself is huge because that's keeping that channel clear that gps inside because you're aware oh my goodness i am all kicked up inside and i know you know really it's you know it will pass but in that moment you can't take anything you can't even take anything going on in your head personally because it's just all so loud you've got to let that sucker cool off a little bit
1: right and it's a, and it's you know it's your own and you're you're in your own difficult thinking, you know why put it on somebody else, you know it's it's a it's just not okay to me. I mean, being human in the moment, we tend to do that off and on anyhow. But if you're aware of it, at least you can, you know. I would check myself before I went in the door, and you know your mother, I'll always come in at the last under the gate at the last minute and uh hard time managing my time. But um, then I'm ready to work. I walk in the door, I'm ready to work. But when I get to the door, I check myself. And uh, most time I was fine. But I, if I was still uh, struggling with some kind of something that from outside the door, it, wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with them, you know. Yes. So um, that was really important for me to do, you know, to just share.
0: Well, that's a that's a strategy in and of itself, you know, you know, mm-hmm. f- for for folks listening to mm-hmm. to begin to kind of check yourself before you enter conversations you know that are are meant to be meaningful or you're trying to move the needle on something like check yourself first where are you at right because then it, it doesn't spill over into the other person or into the into the right. moment you know right
1: it doesn't trigger them with whatever's going on yeah. And yeah yeah so it's it's a it's really I just think for some reason. Uh, from probably my own family when I was younger there was some there were some times with my mother that she was having some pain from her past and then she would leak it on us and so um you know it it just seems it just seemed like an important thing for me to do as a grown up you know as when I was maturing is to make sure I did that yeah. and it will work all the time yeah but if you own up to your own state of being, then you know it 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 relieves people's hearts, you know, so they don't have to go to, into theirs and oh God it's difficult today. well, yes. what are we gonna do with this and one time I had an alcoholic I had an alcoholic um uh, person that was around me a lot, and uh, had had some power. And so um, you know, she was difficult because she drank a lot. And so we finally came to an end. But it was it was it was difficult because she wasn't in standing on her own feet, you know, being able to do that. So yes. Lonely lady. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. And that's probably something we should talk about in the future is addiction because you know that's again all starting in the mind yes but um yeah the more you have that awareness of yourself it naturally begins to transfer to having that awareness of the people around you right and even if they don't have the awareness it doesn't matter no It helps your experience of them when you can see, oh, geez, they must be kicked up and they must have, they must be having, you know, a bunch of stuff going on in them that I don't know about.
1: Right. Exactly. And that's the truth. It's that wherever they've come from, whatever that's going on in their lives, it's um, sometimes it's very hard. Oh, thank you, Annie.
0: But yeah, it was, um, that was so endearing. We should just tell the people that your husband just brought you a treat or something. Did he just yeah. bring you a treat? Uh, hey, he.
1: don't bring up my name. <laughs> <laughs> brought me an apple pear.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. So sweet, mom. But uh, so, yeah. So for me, some just some strategies to to point out when I started to see this and I, you know, had people that I could immediately kind of work this with inside of myself, Mm -hmm. I started to realize that. I had a whole, I would wake up in the morning already creating a story about that person and about yeah. how the day is going to go with them and how difficult they are.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's powerful. Is it, I mean, you know, having a difficult person around you just hooks into yours. So it's, it's real. Well, now you have the whole day set up uh, in your mind, all kinds of. Concern, fear might trigger them. Whatever's gonna trigger them. And it it doesn't make for a very lovely day, does it?
0: No. And that was it. I would notice it. You know, I I it's amazing. I have such a strong memory of a specific day that I really took it on. I remember sitting on the toilet before getting in the shower before my work day.
1: great picture
0: (laughs) but I remember my whole you know oh it was because I used to check my email first thing in the morning when I'd sit on the john so before I would open my email I would be flooded with an entire experience of of people you know of difficult folks I would be flooded with this experience in my head and I hadn't even opened. I haven't, you know, I'd been awake for five minutes and I hadn't even opened my email or anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So just starting to notice that is what's huge.
1: Oh, just absolutely. Just noticing your thinking, huh? Yes. And the pictures you're making in your head about what you're thinking.
0: Yes. Yes. So on a very simple way, in a very simple way, that's why awareness is so powerful and why I and you and I do this podcast because it's like sometimes you just need to go, oh shoot, I never realized it before. Right. But I sat on the John, had my hand, my phone in my hand, ready to open my email, and I already felt like how I would feel at the end of the day. Oh. And so I was and oh, so sorry. it's okay. But noticing it, then I'd go, oh my God, Jesse, you haven't, you don't even know what's in your email yet. Yes. And so I'd wait. I wouldn't open it until I'd go, oh, that's right. Okay. And I could feel the temperature cool down in, you know, inside of myself. I could feel right. that I'd cool off. Right. Then I don't, then I, this specific day, then I opened my email and I always had a million emails to wake up to. And I noticed that I didn't feel as anxious seeing all of these different things. I was able to kind of see them more clearly, more, more directive, as opposed to this big hell hole, you know? Yeah. Then I remember I put it down. I got in the shower. I got ready for work. As I was driving to work, I remember I lost myself again. I was already Uh 10 steps ahead again. And I realized it and went, oh, my God, you're not there yet. You haven't even walked into the office yet.
1: Right. Great
0: catch. Yes. So then I'd cool down. I'd find myself looking around. I remember specifically that day. I had driven the same way to work for two years, I think, at that point. And I remember noticing like the jacaranda trees on Mm -hmm. my way and going, Were those there this whole time?
1: Oh, wow. Being more in the present and seeing the beauty of stuff. Oh, that's are those those beautiful purple flowers? Purple
0: trees in Los Angeles.
1: Oh, they such a beautiful thing. They're yeah.
0: so beautiful. Yes. It got that day. I remember as I got closer to the office, my, my, you know, I call it sticky thinking because it just kind of pulls you in really quick. Yeah. Around this person was getting faster and faster. So I'd catch it. I'd come back to the present moment. And then I'd look around and, okay, here we go. And maybe listen to the radio. And then all of a sudden, you know, as I was getting closer, as I'm parking the car in the garage, there I was again, feeling all of my anxiety. Wait, Jesse, you're still not even there yet. Okay, here I am. And I did that all the way until I got to the front door and into my desk. Now, here's what's incredible. I noticed that day... Because I was so aware of myself that the person that I'm talking about, when they would walk in the front door, I typically already had so much anxiety because I had been thinking about her for two hours already in a, in a difficult, you know, in in all of the fear, you mm-hmm. know, that our interaction when she would walk in the door, because she'd always... Come in after me would be more tight, uncomfortable, not very open hearted. And I always pinned that on her. Yeah. That that was part of her difficult nature. That day, with how consistently I stayed on top of myself, I will never forget that. I even saw as the clock came closer to the time she was going to walk in, my mind would go. And I just said, Nope, you don't know anything about anything yet. Jesse come back.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I will never forget that when she came in, cause every day I still greeted and said, hello, it wasn't like it, you know, didn't, I was still myself as, as best I could be. When she came in that day and I said, good morning, it was a completely different experience. Wow. We made eye contact in a different way. She felt more open. I was definitely open. Yes. But that speaks to how we are always feeling each other out and not even really listening to words as much as we are listening to the feeling behind the words.
1: Yes. Yes. So aware of that. And then you began to see her different, if I remember.
0: I absolutely did. It was a game changer. Yeah. Then, because the more we are aware of where our mind goes, and then go, oh no, come back. Like like we're talking about here, we get more centered in our well-being. That's always there. Yes. And when we do that and we see so clearly how everybody's state of mind is not up to us. It's totally just the, the weather that they are experiencing inside of themselves. Yes. Yes. Man, I just, I, I pre before that day, I lived in fear. I had a lot of judgment. I, um, well, I think those are the two strongest words I could use. I had a lot of judgment and I was, and I had a lot of fear. And after that day, all I had was compassion.
1: Wow. That is one beautiful statement. One beautiful statement. And I just remember the friendship developing since then. Yep. and you were really working on you were really working with that yes and that's where it kind of began yep and then we decided to leave i remember she was quite sad about that
0: yeah we mm-hmm. had a really really wonderful relationship and again she still had her ways you know okay. that i could see the way that she always was, would still really bother other people that we worked with. But it was fantastic. It was amazing to kind of live in that experience and see it all playing out in front of me because I could see, oh my goodness, I'm having a different experience of her. And not to say that I wouldn't come home sometimes and be tired of it or, you know, yeah. I wish she could have some self-awareness and grow a little bit. (laughs) Of course, of course, but I just didn't take anything she was doing or saying personally anymore because I knew, holy cow, this woman, you know, kind of like what you said about grandma that was, that made you determined to want to make sure that people were aware of where you were so they wouldn't get in their head about
1: no personal Uh, Had nothing to do with personal. Yes. You know,
0: because like you said, you know, you could tell that some of her upbringing would get triggered when something would happen and then she'd spew it all over you guys. Right. That's exactly what everybody is doing all the time. Every day.
1: It is. It is. We're triggered all the time by some of the stuff that we don't even know about from when we were younger. And if you could really get a hold of that, we've talked about that before, but you really get a hold of when was the last time you felt that way. And then over time, you know, whether it's family or it's your life experience with people you meet, you know, then uh, the more you understand that, the more the moment doesn't mean that much it means a lot to connect that's what it means that that's when it's wonderful it also heals yourself you know
0: yes yes
1: yeah just just having a just having a uh, just having some moments of being understanding where where it was triggered and not not with judgment because there were situations that When you're young, it is what it is, but to have, to be able to be freed of oh, that comes from that. Now I understand. But that, the, the thing that is wonderful for me is what a shift you made in yourself about being so clear about how your mind worked so it could, that that would come up and it was so much in the future about what you might get into because there was some history from the past but so much in the future and isn't that what we do we get some afraid of the things in the future and it can't be the next minute it can be the next 10 it can be the next day it can be you know 15 years from now so it's it's that whole thing of being in the moment and as, and really understanding how your mind works. That it's, oh, I'm in fear because I'm in, I'm so afraid what might happen or that's going to happen. I know this is going to happen. This is going to happen for sure. And the funny thing is, when you shift that, it doesn't happen a lot of the time. Sometimes it does, but it doesn't have to last all day. And then you can really begin the compassion. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's a good place to stop.
1: Sounds perfect for me. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah. I would say old wise lady, but you're not very old. (laughs) 36. So I don't know where you came from. You're an old soul. You (laughs) are three than I did. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god your generosity and tender heart it was such an easy baby
0: oh thank you mom yes you know nature and nurture is equal equal so
1: you are a part of it yeah. well thank you well i help give you life that's the most important thing i've done
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i will say one last takeaway i think we made it I think I, because I did a giant illustration today, I think it's pretty obvious, but takeaway for today is start to just notice when your mind runs away into the future and remind yourself that you don't actually know any of that. Right. And, uh, if you are someone out there who, because I was a little bit like this too, that, you know, when you think that you really know how somebody is, because every time they, every time you see them, they are a certain kind of way. I know it can be hard to, to say to, to, to recognize that what you are picturing about the future is still made up because I know it's hard when you're like, I I understand that it's made up, but Jesse, it's. The way that person is every single time is always the same, you know, I would, all I would say is just be open to challenging that belief about yourself right? and about, or about that and about that person.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, because if you're willing to challenge the idea that, that you already know everything about someone, if you are just willing, uh, it is a game changer in helping you see them differently.
1: Exactly. Perfecto.
0: Well, yeah. maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll dive into addiction next
1: week. Sounds good to me. Okay. hmm Until then. I'll see, I'll you. see you.
0: Yes. I, I have think. made me think of uh, member Charles not Charles Osgood from Sunday morning. He said he used to sign off Sunday morning saying I'll see you on the radio. Yes. That so, was great. I love it.
1: All right. So, till then, we'll see you on Facebook. No, I'll see you on FaceTime. Yes. Or on the computer on Zoom.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Love you, Mom.
1: Love you to you, honey. And thank Bye-bye. you
0: all out there for listening. Show yes. yes.
1: Absolutely. Listening to the old lady and the young one. Bless your souls. I love it. Bye. Bye, honey. Bye. Bye.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to share with friends and family and give us a rate and review on iTunes. So more folks find us in this little corner of the podcast world. And give me a call. The hotline is always open for questions and comments. The number is 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week.